0: In our last podcast episode, Mike Atkinson and I chatted about communication. Things like knowing your audience, distilling your message, and the importance of listening. Look, we're not experts, but we've gained quite a lot of experience over the years that we think is valuable for us to share. If you missed it, you may want to listen to Season 2, Episode 1, titled Communication When Less is More. But we had some more thoughts we wanted to share, specifically about the importance of eye contact. Hmm, that sounds like a good title for this episode. The title for season two, episode two is The Eyes Have It. Okay, it's not that clever, but it's what we've got to work with, so let's get with it.
1: Welcome to the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network podcast. My name is Mary Kate Blum, and we're so happy you're here with us today. The reason for our time together is to hear and learn about topics vital to leadership, influence, and the kingdom of God. Are you ready? Let's get started.
0: I'd like to talk about eye contact. Okay. That is a really important thing to me. Let me just give a little background. Currently, I can tell you the names of three ministers, friends of mine, who have such terrible eye contact when they speak. One when they speak, will look to the corner of the ceiling in the auditorium. The second one will look to the floor just in front of the platform. The third one, when this one speaks, will look to the walls on either side of the auditorium and not have eye contact with any member of the congregation or the group that they're speaking to. Now, I have to tell you, when that happens, and I, I'm very aware of it, and I notice it a lot. And I'm not trying to say that I'm the best eye contact guy. I don't mean to say that at all. But I can tell you how it impacts me. And the truth is, it makes me pretty frustrated and pretty upset. Oh, yeah. Here's, here's what happens. Why? Here's the reason why good eye contact for speakers is absolutely imperative. It says that you're engaged with the audience. Correct. There's a reason that those people are there. It's it's welcoming to them and it shows the audience that the reason for the gathering is really about them and not about you. Yeah, This is not about all the things that you know and you have to say, this is about us or it's really, this is an opportunity for me to speak into your life. It also says that you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. If you're constantly looking somewhere else And then referring back to your notes, but lifting your head to look up or down or, you know, around whatever, it tells me that what you're talking about really is not part of your heart and soul. Yeah, It's something that you prepared for the moment (laughs) and it may be different next week or the next month, Yeah, but it's not something that is really fully a part of you. And then this last one I thought of, it indicates your confidence as a speaker, your confidence as a leader. Yeah. your confidence as an influencer. Yep. Yeah. And that's why I think good eye contact is imperative.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think if you're going to be authentic, if you believe in what you're saying and, and what you're speaking, then eye contact is huge. And so it's part of keeping the audience engaged. Absolutely. And so if I'm going through in, as a speaker, I get valuable feedback from the eye contact. And part of it is it helps me as a speaker. So when I'm Making eye contact. I see who's engaged, what I'm speaking on. If it's, if it's, if it's resonating, if people are understanding it, if I'm getting quizzical looks or, you know, they're kind of like, oh, it's then Maybe I need to back up a little bit and explain things further as opposed to jumping to the next point. Uh, there's so much to read from that. I can also see, you know, when their eyes start drooping, maybe it's yeah. time to stop, you know, it's time, <laughs> they're going to sleep. All right, let's cut it. But I it just, to me, it's just a, it's a form of respect. It's when you, when you make eye contact, it means that we're doing this together. It's not That's just right. me. It's just not one-sided. It's about us going through this, whatever this time frame is, whatever we're going, doing through this journey, this walk, we're doing it together. And I, I have been in those, uh, unfortunately I've been in those times when the person's not making eye contact and it's so frustrating on my end because it's like, yeah, you know, I've made notes to myself. I, I don't know about you, but I, public speaking is not my thing. And so there were times when I make sticky notes and put it in on there and say, "Mike, they are for you. They are with you. Mm. They want you to succeed. They want you to do well." Wow! And so when I sit in a that's good. Con- when I sit in a congregation or sit in a you know audience or whatever, I get that feeling from the audience. We want this person to do well. We want to enjoy this. Sure. We want them to hit a home run. We want this to be great. We want to be with them. And then they never engage the audience. They never. And do that, and it's like you're you you missed your huge opportunity here to do that. And I think that's just such a strong, valid point you brought up about eye contact. Yeah, it can be intimidating in certain ways, or you're gonna, you know, you're, you're basically self defeating in a lot of ways. But do it. I, I would encourage you. And I think one of the things as far as public speaking and going from there is practice, practice, practice. Uh, the more Absolutely. you do it, the better you're going to be. And nobody is fantastic from the start. Nobody just goes out and just nails it. Everybody improves over time. And I have a lot of times talk to myself and say, hey, this person just didn't get there day one. They put work and effort to get to that point. So don't compare yourself uh, to them. And so it's a learning curve, but engage the audience. I think think that's just a, a fantastic point.
0: You know, I've also started doing something. I tend to speak by manuscript. I'd like to not, but the yeah. truth is it's how I developed over a process of right. the past 40 years, and that's just how it is. But i have only in in recent uh, years have I started to put in my notes, pause, yeah. stop here. Don't just keep talking, right. pause. Use an opportunity here for people that are in the audience to catch up. Or to stop and think for just a moment about what you're saying. And for that matter, gives me a chance to stop and think about what I'm saying as well. And I remember a time, I think it was our first meeting for Doorways Leadership and Influence Network. I was making some comment. I was waxing eloquent on something. And I looked at you and you kind of squinted your eyes and kind of (laughs) tipped your head just a little bit. And I went, oh, shoot, what did I say that he had no idea that was coming out at? But, but the truth is if i hadn't if i hadn't seen that it wouldn't have given me reason to stop and reassess what i had just said uh-huh. and that's what you're saying look at your audience make sure that you're getting visual cues from them are they all sleeping that's a really <laughs> good really good clue right there <laughs>
1: yeah if you instead looking looking at their phones, then you might have a problem. but yeah, I think that's that you and it, don't be afraid to pause. I think that brings weight to what you're it saying. Does. it It brings uh, so many things that that we're not even really conscious about, but subconsciously we pick up on as an audience. And a pause there can often just um, kind of bring a refreshing moment uh, let some people absorb some things, but then also it brings like I said weight to what you're what you're saying next. If you just That's go right. straight from one thing to the next, wh- where's the, where's the moment of hey, I'm gonna, I'm shifting gears here a little bit. I'm bringing the next thing in. You gotta give the opportunity, the, the audience opportunity to breathe. Uh, to there that, has I think. to be a break. And yeah, and and I think a pause. We we've, we've both witnessed it probably watching TV. or Sometimes when some of the most effective commercials use silence.
0: That's right. Because
1: we're so accustomed to background noise or whatever, and all of a sudden the TV goes silent. Our eyes. Look up and see was something going off the TV show off. No, it's somebody and you see the words or whatever up there. And it often silence can can do more than than anything else. So
0: and I've also learned when, when you're speaking, especially this is not related to eye context much, but trying to maintain some level of, of uh audience awareness or participation. It's important for me to not just say, okay, here's step number one, here's step number two, here's step number three. But I'll, I'll talk with step number one. Then I'll come back and I'll review step yep. number one. And then I'll yep. say step number two. Yep. And then I go to step number three and I bring back number one. And I yep. bring back number two. And then I bring back number three. And that's been helpful to me. And that's just, again, something that I'm developing in recent years. I wish I'd done that longer ago, but I, I didn't.
1: I think that's very important, especially when you're dealing with a team environment and you're in a conference room or somewhere. I like to make sure that people are clear on what's said. And so I'll often reach back and grab something and say, how does this relate to this? Or what? remember what our first point was, how does this connect to our second point and to our third point? So there's some understanding there. Don't be afraid to touch back and and see how things connect and and the path that you're taking and making sure that your people understand and grasp those steps. Often one of the faults of leadership is the assumption that everybody's on the same page or that everybody's on the same uh, track on the same level. I think it's important to make sure that, you, that you're that you clear on everything. And I think that's a great point. Don't be afraid or hesitant to go back and, and rehash. In fact, I heard one person say when they give a, a, a topic or a speech where they, they tell people what they're going to say, then they tell them, and then at the end, they tell them what they said. Mm. And so, they are three Good. opportunities there for, them, for the people to grasp the concept.
0: Now, in a smaller group, I like to often say, okay, this is what I just said. How does that? Affect mm-hmm. you? What What did you hear? Awesome. It's difficult yeah. to do when you've got a group of couple, three, four, five hundred people, or whatever. Right. That's right. more difficult to do. But in a smaller group, or in a conference room, it's. I think it's really important because yeah. it puts everybody on the edge of the seat to say, yep. "He's yep. going to ask me if if I if I'm not careful." And so then they have to be thinking about if I ask them, how are they going to respond? Yep. So I think that's an important thing. It's a great quote, but no one is certain who said it first. It goes like this. He climbed the ladder of success only to find it was leaning against the wrong wall. And it might even be funny were it not found to be true far too often. In his book, Leadership Not by the Book, David Green tells of a time when a former boss told him, the most important thing is your job because your family is going to leave you one day. And Green writes, could prioritizing your family mean you might have to give up some entrepreneurial dream? It might. The question is, what do you want in the end? In the Gospel of Mark chapter 16, Jesus said, What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? What would you willingly sacrifice if it meant you could have a healthy family? To paraphrase Jesus' words, is your motivation to be recognized so crucial that you would allow the most important things in your life, your spouse and family, to be sacrificed on the altar of success? Encourage those you lead to make healthy priorities. When your family is at the bottom of the list, you need to take a closer look at where your ladder is leaning. I'm Rick Shields. I'm talking with Mike Atkinson. We're co host on this podcast together. We're talking about eye contact. Mike, another thing I'd like to talk about is why good eye contact for listeners is imperative. You yeah. spoke about good eye contact for, for speakers, right? For listeners, here's what happens. It says that what you're hearing is important, mm-hmm. that you're really focused on what that person is saying and you're taking it in. Number two, it also says you care. Yeah. The person speaking is important to you and you are in the moment with them. That's why when you're listening, eye contact is so very important.
1: Speaks volumes. Yep. A third
0: one, I, I and I just wrote these down before we met. It says that you are interested in what that other person has to say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When you're disinterested, that comes off very clearly. You have you could <laughs> care less what's being said, yeah. and that's no good. Right. And then it also number four it encourages others to know that their words are valuable. Yeah. You have a hard time coming back and reflecting on what people are saying if you're not listening. So I like to, when I have pen and paper with me, if if I know I'm, I'm in a meeting that I'm going to need to really be doing some active listening, I like to write down some things, just little notes that I can mm-hmm. jot, some high points and come back and say, okay, so what I hear you saying is... Yeah. Because then it helps them to know that I listened and that I didn't just listen, but I also am taking some time to make sense of that just for me between the two of us. I think listening, as it relates to communication, it's some of the more important stuff that we do, right? That And and I wanted to start, you know, the this thing by saying... Mike, we're going to talk about communication. Let's talk about nonverbal communication. Well, that's kind of an oxymoron. How can you talk about nonverbal communication?
1: Kind of hard to come on that on a podcast, anyway. But it is. I I I, I agree with you on the eye contact from the from the audience, and and for us, it boils down, like you said, that you care, and then that there's respect there. For us, I, I just think how duplicitous or whatever it is to if you're going to go and give someone a compliment for speaking or whatever, and you never really paid attention to what they said, how's that come across? Are they actually going you know, to, so, that's so hokey, to go to something, they're hey, I really, enjoy, I really enjoyed what you said, and, but although I never paid attention to a word of what, what you said. And uh, I look I, it, I
0: see them playing on their <laughs> cell phone, I see them sleeping, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're getting so up and going to the bathroom, yeah, they're yeah, drinking coffee.
1: Yeah, please don't come up to me afterwards and say what a good job I did because you're kind of you're out of it the entire time. But yeah. for us, and especially when we're doing one-on-ones and in leadership, if we're wanting to mentor and to help others, paying attention and, and being involved in the conversation is such a huge thing. You're honoring them uh, through that. You're hearing what they're saying, you're paying attention, you're making eye contact, you're you're in tune with where, where they're going. And then I think they're so much more receptive. To what you I have to say, right. there's I so much more right. buy-in um, to what to what you're going to do because they under, understand and uh, accept that as a as a as an investment and a compliment to them. And so we may have a thousand things going on, and we typically do. And but often the most important times are those one-on-ones, or the opportunity we get to, to have a conversation with those that are uh, under our leadership, and it pays such huge dividends.
0: Mike, I think there's so much more that we can talk about. And (laughs) unfortunately, our time for today is
1: we are wearing people out there. Say, stop (laughs) communicating,
0: please. I'd like to do this again, though, because, again, there are many directions that we can go this communication. And I think it's an important topic for all of us.
1: Yeah, I think I think maybe we bring someone in that we both agree is a great communicator and, and pick their brain a little bit. And let people understand the process that it took them to get there. I, I guarantee you, it wasn't an overnight deal. if they actually had to put some work into it.
0: Absolutely. And I have a bunch of people running through my brain who we can talk to, and there are a lot
1: of them. <laughs> there are.
0: There really I mean, are some great communicators in in our area, especially that we could chat with. The question is, would they join us?
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> who who wouldn't? Who would turn down a choice uh, or a chance to to visit with us? I mean, to be, be
0: with us. us. Yeah. Who?
1: Who Definitely a resume builder for sure.
0: That's the podcast for today. We're really glad that you joined us and hope that you benefited from the things we've had a chance to talk about. And again, if you would, please take a moment and either like or subscribe so that you can be notified when future podcasts like this are released.
1: Yeah. And let me reiterate what Rick said about asking for your input on topics or conversation points. We would really value that. We want this to be such a practical time for you, time for growth and an opportunity to to learn and develop, Uh, help us help you uh, in that situation. And we are so grateful for each and every one of you that's taking the time to listen to this podcast. Any feedback that you could provide would be greatly appreciated as well. And we hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. And as always, grace and peace to you. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed the content or would like to hear future podcasts, please subscribe so you can be notified when new podcasts are released. On behalf of Mike Atkinson, Rick Shields, and our amazing Doorways Leadership and Influence Network partners, this is Mary Kay Blum saying thanks for listening.